0: What's up everybody? This episode is a little late out. It was supposed to be a Christmas episode, but the holiday season got to me. I want to give a big shout out to my co host Sean Ambrosino, Black Belt, and Lee Probst from Temple Martial Arts Club. Thank you to Temple Martial Arts Club for everything that they did in 2017. Let me randomly commandeer their studio or their gym. Um, for random photo shoots and random podcasts. Can't thank the whole team enough. Um, they mean the world to me. Also want to give a shout-out to my sponsors, Choke Aloha. Get 10% off your entire order when you use the promo code jujitsuradio Radio at ChokeAloha.com. And a big shout-out to Jiu-Jitsu Soap Company. Get 10% off your entire order at Jiu-Jitsu Soap Company when you use the promo code JJRADIO. That's right, JJ, the letters J J Radio. Get 10% off. Go smell sexy. Go exfoliate. And don't get sick like I did. So big shout out to my sponsors. Thank you very much for everything that you guys uh, have done in 2017. So here's to 2018. Now, without any further ado, here is Jiu Jitsu Radio. Jesus, well that cable is fucking hot Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode Episode 17 of Jiu Jitsu Radio Today I'm back at Temple Martial Arts In a Temple Martial Arts club In Delray Beach, Florida Today, once again, I am also joined by My good friend, Black Belt And former 27-time world champion Black Belt And not total Raja? Yeah, right uh, Sean Ambrosino, host of Jits Pop podcast, which you guys should also check out, and also a coach here at Temple Martial Arts Club. The club, the club. Uh, no Lee today. Uh, Lee is busy having some uh, some man love time. He's total Lee, not here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who did he go with? Did he go with Andy? Who? Was it, did you say he went to go grab lunch with Andy? No, no, he went to meet his uh, buddy Anthony. Oh. And I just spilled coffee all over myself. Nice. Uh, yeah, so this is actually the second time we started a podcast because evidently my laptop decided to screw up. So we're starting back up here. Um I totally forgot what the fuck we were talking about before besides garbage pail kids. We are talking about
1: garbage pail kids. And oh, the
0: bronies, yeah. Bronies. You said you totally didn't I understand I do not understand
1: bronies, bronies. I don't understand how a man, a grown-ass man, not just a man,
0: but a like man.
1: 30, 40-year-olds are into My Little Ponies.
0: But that's what I was saying. Like, it's Is it really that weird? It's very friggin' weird. Who's this coming it's in? It's
1: crazy weird. Anybody doing something along those lines, would you, like, it's not unlike.
0: Mm -hmm. How's it any different than furries? Well, it's it's,
1: it's not any really different than
0: Barbies. It is
1: a toy geared towards young girls.
0: Yeah, but I think, and I get it, I think it's just one of those things that probably, like, when we were younger, it was directly marketed to a certain niche of people whether it be boys girls age group this that and the other but i definitely think that even when you were a kid like that there was probably people that deep down inside they were like fuck i want to play with that too like why can't i play with that i can't play with that because then they were think boring good... ass
1: toys they didn't have any movement they were horses they were rubber horses with hair look at
0: fucking gumby they had to like sell gumby in one position and he didn't move Who's talking about Gumby? F Gumby. I'm talking Gumby about GI the Joe, fully okay. articulated arms and knees and
1: hips, and and you know weapons, and their heads turned. Right. You can put them in really weird sexual position. I mean, I mean, <laughs> battle positions. Literally battle positions. Oh, I used to make them, I used to make Scarlet bang all the GI Joes Miss Scarlet. Was it was it Miss Scarlet or just was it Scarlet? or Red Scarlet? I
0: think it was just Scarlet. Know
1: who else was a, was a big time. Hooker for G.I. Joe was the Baroness. I used to make her oh, bang man. all the guys, too. Yeah. I think you, she was doing that anyway. Yeah, you, you dirty cheated, little
0: minx, you Baroness. She did your help. But, um,
1: no, I mean, I get it. Tila, I, Tila with He-Man did a lot of banging, too. And <laughs> I'm just saying. So did Chitara. <laughs> so bad. With the, the Thundercats. What, what
0: was the other one? There was somebody else, too. She represents a
1: power, but she was yeah. her own. She was her own. She was a femme dom.
0: Yeah, I, doubt. I mean, if you honestly, if you sat back and you look at it, it's like, man, there was. I think that was that was kind of like coming off of like heavy metal, like the movie Heavy Metal and all the Frank Frazetta stuff. It was like, okay, now we got to start reaching more towards the kids because all that stuff, heavy metal and Frank Frazetta, that was all for adults. Like, what was the movie Ice and Fire? Fire, Fire and, and Ice. Ice. Yeah. yeah, I was watching that again the other day. Like, there's no way you could ever watch. That was probably the first time the U.S. got introduced to cartoons for adults. Probably. Cause,
1: no, because there was Felix the Cat
0: way back in the day. Yeah, but that wasn't really for adults. That was kind of like tipped Oh, away. no,
1: it was really for adults. It was like porn almost. It was really? like
0: cartoonish
1: porn, Felix the Cat.
0: See, that's not how I remember it, because I guess I was already too late for that. It was already focused towards uh, kids, I guess, when I got it. Yeah, Felix was a horn dog cat. But see, like, are you talking about Felix? I think you're talking about the other cat.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it's Felix. No. Yeah, black. Felix is
0: a black cat. Yeah, but there was another one, too. Didn't they make, like, a movie? Yeah, they made, like, a movie on it. Ah, fuck. I forget what the fuck it was called. I mean, I believe you. You got a good enough memory for that stuff to a certain extent. But dementia hasn't hit me yet. Yeah, I I think I'm definitely getting there. Um yeah, the brony thing is kind of weird. Like, I I get it, and I don't get it. I get it because people I don't are get it strange. At all. Like, I get that people are strange, and people have that weird I fetishes. I get <laughs> that
1: people are strange, but I don't see the appeal of 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 the My Little Ponies to an adult yeah. male.
0: I don't, who knows, man? But I'm look, not, I mean, I, look. Here, a, here's
1: my thing: do what you dig.
0: As long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Yeah, I don't
1: get. I, I really don't care. Mm. I'm not gonna judge
0: you. I'm just saying. Funny story. I don't get it Funny story. A buddy okay, of mine... I lie, I will judge you. Yeah. But I, I, I'll my, do it quietly. My buddy Chapman, who now uh, lives in, uh, in Texas, shout out to Chapman. He was dating this girl who was a huge um, my little pony fan, right? Like massive. And she made him go with her to a My Little Pony convention. So I think it was, like, up in, like, Nashville, Tennessee or something like that. I just remember it was up north someplace. And they had, like, like a game for the weekend where uh, your goal was to try and get, like, these pins. And they were all, like, these super, like, rare collector pins or whatever. And then at the end of the weekend, whoever had the most pins got this, like, super rare My Little Pony. And the game was, like, you're not allowed to say, uh, I think it was, like, either My Little Pony or a pony like you weren't allowed to say that word. So he went around the entire weekend tricking people. That was like his only like source of fun was tricking everyone into saying pony. And he ended up winning this fucking like My Little Pony thing. But like to this day he starts he starts getting pissed off when I bust his balls about it. I think he's engaged or married now to somebody else, but he gets so pissed off when I bust his balls about the fact that he had to spend an entire weekend like surrounded by bronies and My Little Pony fans. It's fucking crazy. Like, can you imagine having to do that? Would you rather? Here's the question:
1: Would you rather spend a weekend at a Brody convention or at a furry con-
0: convention? Well, I have been surrounded by furries at one point because I went to an anime convention and there was a couple. So no, 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 no. I'm not talking about you're talking about deep in the neck of the woods in there, like, like deep in the center in of the forest. Yeah, I would probably do the My Little Pony because like the the furries is that's full on sexual like there's no ifs ands or buts that's all about There's a lot like, of butts. Like a lot that's of buts. That's where you're
1: wrong there's a lot of butts.
0: Yeah, like that's all about sexual like deeds through these fucking furry costumes. So I would definitely stick with My Little Pony. At least My Little Pony, you can deal with it. Like, I'm sure there'd be, like, some interesting facts that you could sit there and learn and instead of, like, being afraid to touch anyone that comes close to you because they nutted in that fucking suit. Dude, what are Hold, you Okay. About? Hold on. Let me turn on your mic. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off of his lunch, we thought he wasn't going to show up, but he did. Lee what's up lee what were you saying dude
2: what are you guys talking about right now i'm walking into my little pony conversation something about some furries and bronies i have no clue what you're talking about right now what What? so wait so you have what what, i I gotta even like what's the fur furries and sexual and so wait all that just doesn't even go together so you never heard of like bronies
0: right no what's a brony (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a brony is out of, out of New York or something. The right? funny, like, it's a, the funny like, part is that this isn't even a joke. It's not like a, yeah, an, an act. It would, be like, it would be like
2: funny if we were busting your balls. and You're not messing with me? No, this is 100%
0: messing. legit. So there's like a whole movement of dudes that are obsessed with My Little Pony. A movement. No, I'm a getting movement. scared. No, it's a movement. It's like a legit movement. Like, like
1: there's brony conventions. Like
0: oh, man. just go to Instagram and do like hashtag brony. Oh, we're going to get hate. It's I a lot of mail. I it, can already feel it. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Coming. It's a lot of dudes that look like Sean but wear fedoras <laughs> 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 or have have
1: ponytails. I'm
0: yes. um, have ponytails what? or In neck beards. Phone. Usually right. it's neck beards. Neck beards and
2: ponytails. Like right go
0: ahead, now. search it up. Get what, get closer uh, to the mic.
2: What do we go under? It's Bronies. B
0: R O N Y. Get closer so, to the mic. I'm so confused right now.
1: You know what I'm also Do you know what is 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 right along those alleys of the All right. alley of the uh, bronies and the furries are the people that wear like the animal tails.
0: I think they're just like semi furry No, there's
1: there's there's a word for them.
0: Oh, I don't know. It's Whoa. like
1: animorph or something did, like that. Did it
0: pop up, yeah, yeah. I think that's well, what. Well, I got it under a hashtag. I got it
2: under hashtag bronies. B R O N I E S. Oh, N Y. Okay. Is that right? I guess yeah. that's. Brony. That there's a bro- also
0: hashtag bronie. Yeah, do hashtag, yeah, bro- hashtag brony.
1: Hashtag brony Wow,
0: is it popping up? Yeah, let's. What's, <laughs> what's going on here? How crazy is that, right?
2: This is. But wow, do you know what, what furries are? This? No, what's a furry? Man.
0: Oh my god, dude! So furries are these people that believe aggressive
2: Barbie. Wow, I wonder. I've got. i bought these two
0: <laughs>
2: My Little Ponies that this dude at this art show had totally pierced up. That yeah. was sick. Now, I'm going to have to take pictures of him. And hashtag, nice. Hashtag brony. So, so you know what you're, I have to do? So, I'm actually an
0: unknown. Yeah, I've been a brony. A, you're a closet I'm brony. you didn't not know. About. You're an underground oh. brony. You guys. Undercover brony. <laughs> Can we get him a shirt that says,
2: Undercover brony. Undercover brony. This is nuts. What? So, this is, a, this is all a uh, My Little Pony movement. But see, like I'm but just it's seeing dudes. My Little Pony. It's
0: dudes, though. It's dudes it's that are dudes. obsessed with My Little Pony. Like they'll like the photoshop photos of themselves with like one of the characters saying like that's their wives or their girlfriend or something like that What? like yeah it's definitely something out there like which like hey man if that's your thing cool as long as you're not getting like serial killerish you're good oh no, we got to find some other stuff okay so now furries like you never heard of you said no. so furries are like i don't know the exact Another group definition of people
2: it's group a
1: group of people that become sexually aroused
0: well, it's not just that. It's not just that. It's these people feel like they're like legit like spirit animal or their inner like soul or whatever are these like animal characters. So what they do is they have these full on suits. So like if someone thinks they're a wolf or a fox, they are dressed as this person. What? Like they have like full on suits. Like 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 the
1: kind of suits that a uh, uh, college mascot would
0: wear. Yeah. Like a full-on like college mascot, but some some are like super expensive, like realistic looking, like and they go, they have these conventions and basically have like full-on orgies in these suits, like everybody's
1: having sex in these suits.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep.
2: Man, I'm
1: getting disturbed. Hey, look, (laughs) different different strokes for different folks.
2: No pun intended.
1: Yes. No pun intended. If that's what you do, that's that's what you dig. That's yeah, you, man. I guess so. Right? Like, like look, Seinfeld. Not that there's anything. Not wrong that
0: there's that. anything wrong with that,
1: but I don't get it. But I find it weird. That's weird. But look, you're probably a cool dude. Well, cool you see, chick,
0: like now that they whatever. have like, there's like the Republican furry party or something. No, there's like a whole like see, you party. Are, no, there's right. like a whole party of like furries that are like consider themselves or say they're Republican. And so, like, all these, like, Republican, like. Oh, <laughs> follow, that's follow, actually pretty awesome. <laughs> did they follow
1: the Supreme Damn vermin? the man. Is, yeah. that, is that his name? Supreme uh, Vermin? I don't know. The guy that wears the boot on his head? I don't know. Do you know who I'm talking about? I have no not, clue. He he ran for office a couple years ago.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vermin definitely, Supreme or something like uh, that? Yeah. That sounds familiar. It's so, yeah, I just, no. But anyway, that's as far as I know about, like, furries. But I did go to an anime convention years and years ago up in Orlando, which was cool. For the most part, it was cool. But then it gets at nighttime, man, and those people definitely, like, you can tell, they're super socially out there because there's some people come in costumes and then other people come in, like, full-on furry costumes and like, it's kind of like one group is weird and then the other group just kind of, like, gets, like, super is out of name? hand. Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme. Supreme, yeah. So, like, this is... Well, here's is- my
1: question. If you can have sex in one of those furry costumes,
0: could you do jujitsu in it? Not in the same suit, unless you wash it. I wouldn't want to sit there and roll with someone like covered in jizz. Well,
1: you don't know they're covered in jizz.
0: It's on the inside. That's disgusting still. No, I wouldn't it was, do it. If it was jizzed on the inside, would it matter? I wouldn't do that. How do you have know you know ever that? put on a um, a mascot outfit? No. I have. I have. It's they, disgusting. They get pretty gross. It's fucking I put disgusting. on one
1: of those big fat sumo suits. No. Yeah. That was disgusting. That's, yeah.
0: It's, it's like yeah. a thousand times worse than that because it's right. all filled with foam and no one ever replaces the foam. And even if they dry clean it or whatever they say that they do, like it's just. Yeah. I've it's got a, a
2: gorilla suit that we wear on the rag. So <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about. See, furs. look, now he's a I fucking say, furry, dude. He's, he's a, a furry. brody. He's, he's a brody. He says he wears mama. it on the rag
0: out man we we gorilla
2: market you know put on the gorilla suit gorilla market no wonder he's always cranky in the morning he stays up late gorilling it up having some serious life questions yeah uh, yeah be your
0: your real self Uh, lee (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's so bad so So, this happened what did i walk into hey does your wife dress up in a banana costume no no that's oh, so bad. Man. Look, uh, we, man. We were the plug and socket one year for
2: Halloween, though. Oh, that's, you're that starting fun. a whole new fad, then. That was fun. You
0: can be yeah. the appliances. <laughs> you Like, you guys have a fetish for Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> 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 that was a great movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what these people do. I'm sure some of them are good people. I'm sure some of them are weird, just like anybody just else like in every, this world.
1: Just like any... any Group of society. Yeah. There's going to be cool people. There's going to be weirdos. There's going to be sickos.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, total segue. Um, talking about, like, we actually got to talk a little bit about jujitsu. jitsu uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, to Cyborg. He won uh, uh, Nogi Worlds. Oh, really? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah saw he saw today. That
2: was pretty sick. I Absolute? didn't get to see any of yeah. the fights. Adult or? or... Adult. Yeah. yeah. That's rad. Five-time champ now. Dude,
0: yeah. He's five times. He's a beast, man. Yeah. Like, he's a total, like, beast. And it's... It's still going to be a couple of years before anyone comes close to like really giving here's, them trouble. Here's,
1: here's when it comes to to IBJJF and their nogi world championships. I think they should re- relax their rules on heel hooks. Why? Because it's a weapon.
0: I don't disagree with you, but I think they're kind of they're they're stuck at in a corner now. I think if if they start introducing They've that. They changed the rules before. Yeah, but not to that extent. Like and like knee bars they they allow, but I think they kind of painted themselves into a corner. Everything's allowed except for heel hooks. Yeah. I mean
1: And and it's the the everybody keep they keep saying that it's the danger of the reap. The reap is that position is the danger. But honestly, if the person turns away, which they tend to do when you do the knee reap, yeah. It's really not in that much danger.
0: Again, I think it comes down to they put themselves in a corner because they don't want to go, like, I mean, let's be honest. They really fucking hate Eddie Bravo and the EBI rules. I think that they're kind of stuck at the point that if they allow that, then they're going to, like, you know, subconsciously admit that EBI rules are superior to the IBJJF rules.
1: Well, I don't mind the one round. I don't don't mind having one round and – I don't like the no points in Eddie Bravo, in the EBI. I, I think there should be points. Why? Because I like the point format. I like... That's also, uh, uh, you know, if, if, we, if I go... If you go watch a match, there's no, no tap. Yeah. But there's somebody in a dominant position the entire time. To, if that was a real-life fight, guess what? And there were punches and slaps and all that shit allowed... They wouldn't want that fight. again.
0: And if you're allowing all that, then no, you no, might no. As no well but what I'm ABA saying rules. is, dominating
1: somebody positionally is yeah. still domination, in my book.
0: I mean, I don't disagree with it. Uh, you're right, but at the end of the day, I think it allows for a more clear cut winner. I think if you're if you're there, I mean, there. Well, so would points? Yeah, but there's pros and cons to both sides. Because look at it for like – All right, IBJJF. How many times do we have the discussion that like clearly the ref was wrong? He gave points when he shouldn't have. Or he didn't give points when he should have.
1: Well, that's why every if, if, if whoever's working the tables, that's what, what that could easily be changed. Whoever's working the tables should also have knowledge about.
0: A lot of the times the point they don't. System. Yeah, a lot of the times they don't.
2: Yeah, or, most or times like it's just regular referee, people. a multiple referee situation. Right, and they
1: yeah. do like, have multiple right. referees in in an IBJJF. In right. IBJJF. Yeah, and but only, only, only for in
2: black, black belts. belts. Right. Yeah. Right. But still, even if going back to what you're saying about the the heel hooks, same thing. Have multiple refs. Get the mic closer to you. You can
0: you can extend it too. Yeah.
2: Have the uh, pretend you're a and extend mul- it towards you. Multiple uh, <laughs> multiple refs and. Um, I don't know. I just lost
0: my train of thought now. But well, like, no, no,
1: but they, don't, they just need somebody else. At the, if they had another ref at the table, instead of having these refs sit around.
0: But you're, now you're, you're asking for too much because they've got to pay all those people. They're
1: paying the people anyways.
0: Yeah, but not that extent. So how many refs are there at an IBJJF? You've got 10 for 10 mats, right? Yep, and then there's and a then couple alternates. a couple alternates for when they have to change. Right. So let's say they have 12.
1: But you're paying the people to sit at the table regardless.
0: Right. No, those are volunteers. They no, don't get paid. No, they
1: get paid.
0: The people that are sitting at the thing, no.
1: Yes, everybody gets paid at IBJJF.
0: Okay, so now you're, you you got to up that. Instead of having two people per mat, you're going to have four people per mat. No,
1: you don't. You have one one
0: ref on the on the. So instead of having just a regular nobody at like as doing a timekeeper, the-
1: <laughs> one of those nobodies is a ref. Yeah. So he could he could say.
0: I think the the only reason why like the point system is is getting just kind of brought down more and more. I think is because of the fact that it's been exploited too much, and there's always too many controversial calls where you're saying like this is rigged, like the ref is playing favorites. I mean, let's just face it, like it's Hold a no, big... points are points. If you No, but come on, you even you've gotten shafted on points, and you know exactly. I didn't get shafted on points.
1: I got shafted on a win, right? But I didn't get shafted on points. There were no points,
0: right? So now imagine if you had an option. Let's say you and the other person were pretty equal. Are you going to sit there and go inch by inch on points, or would you rather go all the way until like you have a? If there's points
1: and I won by points, I won.
0: Yeah, if you win by points, and if
1: they won by points. They won. If there's no points, I'm all for an overtime. I love the idea of the overtime. I, don't, I, I love that. Like I say, I love the idea of the EBI. I just, what I would like them to do is come up with a point system that, you know, maybe, and maybe this, maybe the point system allows, gives somebody, like, a time... Uh,
0: but that's what they have. That's their overtime rule is, like, where it's timed. And that's where No, 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 but what I'm is. saying
1: is, if I went on points... Right. Then maybe I get an advantage in those overtime or whatever. Like well, instead, no, then instead you're just
0: of, extending it for no reason. If you already won by points, then yeah, there's well, no yeah, need I, to be no overtime.
1: I think there should, be, there should be some point, some kind of a point system.
0: But they, like, but their the, thing... What, the
1: coolest thing is, the cool. but I love the... But see... The thing is, is what that overtime does is it kind of kills the, um, The like, overtime should be something that's special. Like, think about it when football or any other sport, you only go into overtime when there's a complete tie. And it's very rare to happen. It's like... But, I mean, that's what happens in jiu-jitsu. These matches in EBI, if there's no finish... You know it's going to this. So it's like it happens at least three to four times in EBI. Right. You know, so it's like, eh.
0: But here's the it's thing. It's cool to
1: watch. Like Would- for a fan, it's cool to watch. But if you're a regular person and you just happen to come across watching an EBI, you'd be like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, well, even the people that are into Jiu-Jitsu, like a lot of people are confused with the EBI rules when it comes to overtime and even in, the, in uh, Submission Underground a couple of weeks ago there was like the the ref was fucking up and everybody like people that are holding the event were fucking up the rules because you know how it is right do you know how the the overtime goes and and which one And ebi rules yes. like are you familiar with it Lee? where they
2: start they, they'll start from a back take i think it just right? depends the back so, or they they can back? start in two positions yes. okay.
0: they give them they give them the option basically it's three rounds and obviously they they flip a coin or whatever who starts right. first and you have the option of Either taking the back or going from an arm bar.
1: Or going to defense. You can also de- choose defense.
0: Right. So now what happens is, let's say, like, I win the coin toss. I choose to have your back. All right? So I'll have your back on that first round. And then they time how long it takes for you to escape. Or if, if you right. don't escape. Or if you don't escape or if you submit. And okay. now it's your chance to take my back and see how long it takes for, or for me to escape. Which is the armbar. Which is the arm, bar. Is the arm bar, right. Yeah. Right. right. So whoever has the least amount of time within that, like, position, like, who escapes the fastest, wins. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Which is fair, but then you get into, like, what happened with Gilbert and Jake Shields, which I still need to go back and watch in time. I feel like they weren't timing things properly because it definitely looked like there was, like, kind of big, like, a bit of a mistake on how they were gauging time. I think Gilbert got out faster in, like, one or two of the rounds than Jake did. So, Um, and then it becomes, there's so many little details that it's it's easy to fuck up compared to um, IBJJF rules, which is, like, it's very clear-cut for the most part. But, it, again, it's clear-cut. and It's the refs that end up exploiting it because they're like, I'm the ref. I make the decisions. There's no argument uh, on it. Speaking of Gilbert, you know what's
1: friggin' rad is the fact that Gilbert is an active – MMA fighter. Not just an MMA fighter. He's in the UFC. He's got a huge fight coming up mm-hmm. um, with uh, Joban. No. Oh, uh,
0: the Canadian dude? Yeah. Uh, I forget his name, but yeah, he's fighting in February.
1: Yeah. Huge fight. That guy's good. Yeah. Um, Olivier. Um, Olivier, or Olivier. Olivier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's actively in the, doing these submission... Tournaments. Yeah, he doesn't have to. He could sit at home and train all day, but he he actively stays or he actively stay he stays active in
0: the jiu jitsu world. He's a hard worker, man. There's there's nobody like the only person that can tell you that more than me is his wife, and and Bruna obviously knows. But I mean, I'm I'm pretty much around Gilbert like all the time, and I document a lot of the stuff. Excuse me and. He's a hard worker, man. He's a hard, hard worker. There's I I really have a difficulty trying to find someone that out of everybody that I work with or met that works harder than Gilbert. Because he gets up. His classes is at 6 o'clock in the morning. Most people's classes are at 7. So he's up at 5. Goes to the, like, teaches. Comes back. Then he goes down to train with Henry Hooft and everybody comes back does his own thing and then teaches at night and then he does it all over again every day and but he's never he's never not there for his wife he's never not there for his kids he's you know the guy goes to church every sunday like he does seminars worldwide he he literally went for for the submission underground he went to portland came back monday morning and by monday afternoon he was on a plane to brazil so he was literally here to change, say hi to his kids, his wife. And then he left to Brazil for a week and just came back last week. And he does that all the time. Like two years ago when we worked, he had his fight. He still lost his fight. And then he just went to Europe and he was gone for like a month. The dude works hard, man. And he's a legit grappler. He stays at a top level. Like you could call him up at any point in time. and He could probably take on anybody in the world in his weight class. It's, it's hard to find someone that, that works like that.
1: You know, it's funny. Won't pay off. Yeah. Thinking about you know, you know, our old our school used to be the home of the Black Zillions. Yeah, and just the amount of high level jiu-jitsu talent that had walked into those doors mm-hmm. that we had a chance. So, I myself have rolled with Claudio Calasans, Leo H, Leo H, um, Bralio Steema, Bralio Steema, Gilbert Cyborg. Um, trying to think who else off the top of my head.
0: Tiago. Tiago Silva. I rolled with Tiago. Yeah, but
1: he, I'm talking in the jiu-jitsu, in the jujitsu world. Tiago is no joke, man. Well, no, it, I'm talking about
0: strictly jujitsu.
1: Strictly okay. Bruno Malfacine. Yeah. Uh, Leandro Lowe came in there. I mean, mm. like all these people that are like the top of the food chain. Henzo Gracie. Yeah. Um, Who else came in? I I can't, you know, it's just, we had these people that came in there. It was just awesome to have that.
0: But that's really because of the pedigree of the coaches that we had in there. I mean, if you think about it, we had Gilbert. We had um, Mario Sperry was in there. And then you had um, George. You had everybody. You had everybody in there that was like old school, legit, like jujitsu guys. So, of course, like when you get like a group like that, you're going to bring in people. You're going to bring in people yeah, that when, are... Yeah,
1: at its height is, what, is when Mario was the head
0: coach. As the, far as the height of the Black Zillions? Yeah. No, I don't agree with that.
1: No, well, because you weren't there yet.
0: But I came in right as he left.
1: Right. But when we were there, when he was the head coach, and Henry was just a striking coach, and Flavius was mm-hmm. the jiu-jitsu coach the amount of people that would walk into that. Kevin James came in one night. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, it's just... Super cool. It was just surreal.
0: But I don't agree that that was the pinnacle of the Black Zillions as far as, like, talent and wins and stuff like that. No, no, that's not what I mean. I mean... Of the, like, the people that were coming in?
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. Not what I I mean, the pinnacle. I mean, you know, that was right when Overeem came. Mm -hmm. You know, Rashad was still...
0: Yeah, no, like I was you just know, talking about it the other day with Gilbert, like Jake Shields was there, Jake, Tyrone was, was in there, yep. Vitor, and then like that was still when R- Rigondeaux was like sitting there, like training uh, with the Black Zillions and stuff, even though he got worked the other day by Lomachenko.
1: Yeah, but Lomachenko works everybody.
0: He fucking got worked so bad, so bad. And I don't even watch that much boxing anymore. Because of that, but he worked, and like Rigondeaux is no fucking joke. Do
1: you, do you know what the, I, w- I was telling, talking to Brooks? Brooks, for those of you who don't know, don't know, is the other owner with Lee here at Temple Martial Arts Club. He was on the podcast. Yeah, I know, but I'm, who says the person
0: who's listening to this listen
1: to that podcast? Uh, continue. I'm, just letting, I'm
0: my mistake. Continue.
1: continue. <laughs> um, we were talking the other day about that fight, and the one thing that because I, I was watching that fight and. One of the things that amazed me was what I heard about uh, Lomachenko. Uh, how do you say Lom- Lomachenko? Lomachenko. His dad said, "You want to be, you want to box?" And the kid's like, "Yes."
0: Oh, he like made him go southpaw.
1: No, that's yeah. not even the the one that that made me.
0: Oh, uh, where he's got to do everything?
1: Nope. His dad made him quit boxing for four years, and take uh, Ukrainian dance. Oh,
0: oh wow. Yeah, he made him play every that. sport. Yeah, he sport. made him play every sport. He made him play soccer. He made him play everything.
1: Hey, but he couldn't box for four years. So, so he took cl- uh, classic Ukrainian dance. But yeah. look at his footwork. Yeah, it's what g- giving him amazing right. footwork. Right.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's something they were talking about. His dad made him play like a bunch of different sports. So when he went back to boxing, he was like, he knew that's what he wanted to do. And then he had the skills, obviously, like, you're more well-rounded. You see things differently, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, but his dad also said, like, he's like, all right, you're fighting southpaw. He's like, but I'm right in. And he's like, nope, you're fighting southpaw. Which, again, it puts you in, like, a place from discomfort from day one. And that's even better. I would like, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Mm -hmm. For a while there, I didn't know which
1: one. When I first started hitting stuff... I didn't know what, what, phone. no, no, I, I didn't know which, which stance felt more comfortable.
0: Right. A so, lot of people are like that. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of people. It's, I, I think that's a good thing. I like that yeah. where you can have, you know, you can be, I like that where you can be both sides, you know, yeah. you, it's just like, it's like in skateboarding, you know, being able to be comfortable going fakie, you know, it's kind of that same, that same kind of concept, you know? And yeah. The,
1: I'll tell you, the, the, just the concept, like, like being away from skateboarding for so long, but just getting back into and watching it again over the last five years, watching what the, like, we never did stuff fakie. If you did fakie, it was just you landed fakie, right, and, and then turn you turned around right, as soon yeah, as you right, could. Right. But now these kids are doing the same trick, <clears throat> fakie.
2: Yeah,
0: it's yeah.
1: amazing what these kids are doing. And, and, and Lee, Lee's reading a book that I recommended to him called The Rise of Superman. mm and if you're an athlete, if you're, an, and I think, I would think jujitsu jitsu falls under the category of an
2: extreme sport. I definitely, at the high levels, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: you, know, you know, and it, normally we think of the extreme sports as, as skateboarding, skydiving, surfing, skydiving, right, all yeah. that, all that. But in this book, The Rise of Superman, do you remember the author's name, Lee?
2: Um, oh, man. No. I'll come no. Back to it. He's like, no. oh, is it uh I want to say it's like Mark Coulter. but I, I like I, the, I like to put I, me on the spot." I
1: know, yeah. man. Especially after
0: If a, you recommended the book to him, shouldn't you know the author? No, I never,
1: I knew the name. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. Um I'll look But anyways, in this book what they what what the author talks about is how extreme sports has really pushed Stephen Cotler. Stephen, Stephen C- Cotler. Okay. C-Cotler. Stephen Cotler. Okay. okay. L E R. So Stephen Collar wrote this book called "The Rise of Superman," and it, it's about finding the state of flow. And it, and what has happened is, is is extreme sports has pushed human athletics way further in such in in, in, in a short amount of time than the previous twenty thousand years before us.
0: As far as what?
1: As far as movement. As far as speed. Um, As far as um, uh, Kinesthetic awareness um.
0: I think it's definitely pushed a Mind to body connection to a different level Than what we had But that's also You're getting into something else Because if you look at it Any of the sports that people played Since the beginning of time All had to do with survival So like soccer was like survival. They were playing with people's heads and it was a game to the death. You know, and like archery, everything was all about survival. Like right. you had gro- like the <clears throat> Roman wrestling or Greco wrestling, right? And the, even like running when like they had to do that like for, for the Olympics. It's all about like... But
1: the speed between somebody 5,000 years ago to and, now and, and to the 1950s didn't change that much.
0: Until so the 1950s, yeah, yeah, it's no, l- for sure. All the sports were, for the most part, pretty right. Much the so, same. so
1: there wasn't the the human development, but what extreme sports has done since basically the the 80s mm-hmm. is like the, the the um one of the big uh, references or the you know uh, examples of this that that he gives is skateboarding, mm-hmm. and I think it was like eighty five, eighty six, maybe eighty seven. Uh, Mike McGill created the McTwist. Nobody thought that it was possible. Yeah. But he made this possible. Once it became possible, everybody started doing more tricks. And just a few years later, what, when was the first X Games? 96, 97? It's like 94. Yeah, I think it's like 94. Yeah. But 94, the,
0: 95.
1: 94, 95. When, right in there. Yeah. When, when uh, Tony Hawk hit the 900.
0: Yeah. That was like 2000s. Yeah, I don't remember what year that yeah. was. We can find that, but it was a very short amount of time. But it was time, a very right? short
1: amount of time that they went from one flip turn to almost three or more than three, mm-hmm. almost three turns. It's th- that kind of, of, of um, jump is unheard of. In human in human development, mm-hmm.
0: well, even that was part of everything as far as skateboarding. People were like the hell, like Tony Hawk and all those like Dogtown guys and all those people were like pushing it, pushing it, and pushing it. Right. And became, I think, with that, I'm trying to remember this guy's name. Um, like that really pushed it. Was uh, what's the guy with like the like the crazy balance, um, the flatland skateboarder? He not did as, like a t- not as Ma- no, Rodney Mullen, yeah, yeah. Rodney
1: Mullen, oh Dude. yeah.
0: Like he fucking blew people's brains because yeah. yeah. like that's a full example of what you're saying yeah. where like you're connecting the right. body and like you're pushing it to the limits. People are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like He created
1: he, the Flatland Ollie. Yeah. Uh,
0: but he you know, Alec, created Alec, so Alan
1: Gelfin created the, the ramp, the, the, the right. vert Ollie. Yeah. yeah. But Rodney put it on the ground.
0: Yeah. yeah. Rodney just did stuff. There's like the old video. I'm sure you see it where he's like he was in Japan. I think it was. And he's in like shorts and like fucking the knee high socks. high socks, <laughs> and he just is doing nothing but land tricks yeah. and just moving. Oh, yeah. the and entire he's just time. dancing, yeah. Like the stop right. he's doing stuff. People are like, "What? the oh, fuck? it?" He's finding the flow. That's yeah. what that's right. what they talk about in that Rise of Superman,
2: and that's what that's what it's finding flow, and these athletes being able to tap into that. That is actually uh made everything you know grow so exponentially as far as that human performance is concerned and that's that's kind of really what the main point in the book is is like looking at they they look at all these different athletes and then that the science behind it like what's going on in the brain so he actually dives into that like what you know what, what neuropathways are getting created what neurotransmitters are being released yeah. and how that we get those at different like we can learn things over time, right? Like your professional, uh, the 10,000 hours, right? You put your time in and you can learn things, but you can speed up that learning and speed up that your potential by tapping into flow more regularly. Like the more regular that these guys tap into it, like a Danny way, something like that, the more that his skill actually started to increase even more than just putting in more hours. It was, it, it was the shortened time of, like him getting into the flow state to jump the Great Wall of China, then that allowed him, that almost that moment in him getting into the flow do, doing that allowed him to win the X Games gold just a couple months later with a, like a broken leg and broken ankle, broken ankle, broken yeah. ankle like just all shredded, that and dude. he won the first uh, mega ramp challenge. You know, going yeah. up against legit dudes too, like Bob Burnquist and yeah. stuff. I mean, uh, and,
1: uh, and look, look at Travis Pastrana.
2: Right, that, exactly. That, no, right.
1: he's he's one of the most amazing athletes of our time. Oh, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. Even though everyone, everyone, everyone uh,
0: he died, didn't he?
1: No, no, no. Trying to sell life, He yeah. just transitioned from motorcycles to rally cars.
0: Yeah. But, oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah.
1: But he's also an innovator in skydiving too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't. But like, think about it. Think about the first time you saw a backflip on a motorcycle. Mm. Now they're doing three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really They're doing
1: three fucking right. backflips with a right. 250 pound machine yeah. underneath
2: them. Oh, they're doing everything that we were doing in the video games yeah. when they first started doing that. And like the video games. You know, yeah, well, yeah. like the PlayStation, when the PlayStation came out with some of their first games, and yeah. you know, they got these, you know, crazy tricks that you're like able to Jesus pull. Yeah. But, and all you know, those but, other but ones. nobody, they're like, yeah, maybe they can do it one day. But like now they're actually doing it. And that's yeah. only. You know, but in the I,
0: last twenty years. For sure. I'm a I'm a huge believer in, in just getting into that flow state. For me, it was always the way that I see it is tapping into your subconscious and letting mm-hmm. that drive. Right. Because there's tons of times it's like, man, like you're stressing out, you're just focusing on stuff. And what I do is I just I almost just switch off. I switch off. Mm-hmm. And then you get into a different state where you have no emotional reaction. You have no emotional Guidance as far as what your actions are, and that's like the number one thing that yeah. you have to learn like you don't act based off of emotion, you act based on the situation and the moment. You can even look into um, uh, what's his face? The uh, the basketball coach, um, fuck, he's one of like, my favorite. Peter Jackson, is it Phil, no, Jackson. Phil Jackson, like um, Peter Jackson, was the Lord of the, the Rings, Lord of the Rings, yeah, I've been watching that too much, um. But he's in the same way, like where he goes through the whole thing where you meditate, you get into like a flow state. Right. And I've just done it so many times for me, even like something as simple as playing video games, like, yeah, well, he, like that racing gets games. in that book too, yeah. video game play. Playing. If I just yeah. sit there, like if I'm playing a racing game, I just switch off and then like you don't know how you've been finished. like oh I finished mm-hmm. first. Ah, cool. You know, but like you just go and you just go with it and that allows you to to kind of bypass all the bullshit that goes through your brain totally and for yep. for I 100% agree especially when you're talking about high level athletes like that mm-hmm. like when they're doing like the big ramp yeah. like the big air fucking tricks and stuff right. like that you yeah. don't have any you don't have any time or, well, or that's space it like, for, like time slows down you yeah. know in in a sense like
2: certain things speed up but certain things slow down. I've been, I've been studying this for a little while and, and writing some pieces. I'm, I'm putting together a, a written piece about, you know, my, my experience with mm-hmm. flow. And so, and I'm, so I'm also trying to understand it that much more, but that is, that's what happens. You know, you're, you have to have something that is challenging. It has to be something that you know, but it has to also be challenging. There has to be a challenge level and whatever that level is, is different for everybody. And it's, it's having those two elements, Um, those are like the two main elements that you need to have to get into that flow state and you could almost get into it. In I mean, hundreds of different ways for people from artists to computer programmers to um, like you're saying video video game artists to surfers skaters. The kayaking is like one of the biggest that and that that gets cited a lot, right? And yeah, because that is, is for He's a kayaker, you know? Is he? Yeah, and like he's you know that's I could, I, I mean I could be I've, wrong, but i but, what I water. Well, met, well like I've, I've done whitewater, yeah. and I've I was such a novice at it and with a with a group, but I could tell that if you you're tapping into something very powerful when you're when you're riding water like that yeah. like it's 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 not like surfing it's 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 a different energy you know that that energy that comes off of waves is scary is very cool and powerful but you know the it's way that it chaotic. is you, there's a right pattern. there's much more of a pattern exactly the chaos this controlled chaos if you will that's in a river is it's just a whole nother level you know yeah
1: well, you know i can't i wish I could meditate we've talked about it before or I, Lee and I have talked about it at least but I can't meditate. Every time I try to meditate I fall asleep. But you know how I can get into a flow state? Mm. My, my, my magic button is music. Mm. If I can get a song where I can get out of my head and into the song mm-hmm. and I can start, all I'm thinking about is the song and, and the beat and the words and all that. Yeah. When I'm rolling jujitsu and I'm in my, in a song, there's a song on that's just, it's like time, like, like you said, time stands still. You can see things and like, it's just like, it, it's like, it's like, did you ever see, um, Wanted? Yeah. That same, when, when his, when his, uh. Adrenaline gets up. Did right. you see the movie Wanted? Yeah,
2: I just,
0: you know, me, I yeah. always forget. It's that Angelina know. Jolie Angel- movie yeah. where they can bend yeah. the bullets. Right. Yeah,
1: but what, what it is, is is his adrenaline gets, his heartbeat goes up so high, and adri- so much adrenaline, everything slows down.
0: It's a fight or flight. It's
1: fight or flight, and that's what that's what you get into, is you get into that, all of a sudden, time just kind of slows down, and they react a lot slower than you react, and you see things. Um it's just it's just a weird
0: well, there's a remember, weird like state that I think, I, th-
1: but only music can put me there
0: well it's from from what I can tell you it's it's more or you're in a trans moment because of the rhythm of what's going on, so you're focusing on that. So again, it still comes down to the thing instead of focusing on where you're at right now, because some people like have to focus on this, but instead of focusing on that moment you 're focusing on something else, and you 're letting your subconscious yes. like take the reins yeah. of like your body, which is at the end it's all connected, but instead of like you over analyzing and having an emotional reaction to every little moment, every little thing that 's going on, you're stepping back and then you're letting almost like the the necessary motions that your body knows it has to do for whether it's for self preservation or for achievement to get through a moment, like, that's what starts happening. So, like, I get it when it, like, when you say that you can't meditate. I was like that for years. For me, like, I had to sit there and practice, and then I started understanding why or how I need to make that switch. Remember, like, I was talking to you the other day about, um, I think it was Salvador Dali, that mm-hmm. the way that he got into a, his, like jerk, like, to draw or to paint or whatever, he would put himself, like, half asleep. So what they would do is they like, he would hold on to like a metal spoon and he'd have his hand, like he would sit in a chair or something and he'd have his hand hanging off to the side with the spoon hanging over like a metal tin can or whatever. And he would just sit there until he starts falling asleep, falling asleep. And then when he got to the point where his body relaxed and the spoon dropped, it would wake him up, but he would still be in that kind of half awake, half asleep. And then he started to create. So you are really putting yourself into that kind of you know position. Some people have to force it one way like he does. Other people can switch it. I can 100% switch it if I'm focused enough on doing what I need to do to make that switch. Mm-hmm. But for sure, that's something that, that a lot of people tap into. And you can see it. You can see it in almost any sport where you have like high-level people like yeah. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant will sit there and say that. Look at what happened with him. And granted, all the reasons are fucked up. But when he was going through that rape case... Like, he was so stressed out with the rape case, he would go to Colorado, go through court, and then fly back to L.A. that night and drop 50 points because he was so stressed out on the other thing that, like, you know, he was just going on autopilot when he went into the games and not that it's like whatever fucking happened, happened. That's not my business. But the output that he did on the court still matches on the idea that where he's not there. He's just It's the same way. How many people do you know? How many athletes do you know, like football players and stuff? that have won huge games after, like, a family loss. Like, Brett Favre after his father yeah. passed away. Right. He fucking had this, like, insane comeback. Mm-hmm. And he won't even, like, remember how he did it. You know? It's it's for sure it's something there. and Oh, I, it's something super cool. Yeah. I mean, you literally... Uh, you know, you're
2: you're in a different universe almost. It's, it's the same it's thing pretty, while you surf. Yeah, absolutely. Because you switch. Oh yeah, man, surfing's the. That's where that's where you really tap into it. Like more than for me, surfing and skateboarding is probably the two two places that I'm able to tap into it the the most. Yeah. You know, I've got some other flow movements that I do that are related to. Tai Chi and, and a little bit from yoga that that as I've practiced over the years I can get into it like on you know some of my beach workouts and yeah. things like that but the surest way to get into flow for me is uh, it could wave man yeah.
0: I think though know, it, it is a, a, a mixture of the 10,000 hours uh, to really like to master something and even though like it's not might not be 10,000 hours it could be like a thousand hours. But your body will still know, and then you switch. That's why, yeah. like, it's weird when you see someone like a beginner at something, and all of a sudden they become a world champion within like two or three years. Yeah, you know, like you get someone like John Jones. He like never fought. He never did any of that. Well, so, or like a BJ Penn. Well, yeah, I was going to you know?
1: say something between there. You know what I think is one of the keys to being able to tap into the flow is isolation. Yeah. And what I mean by that, Roddy Mullen lived by himself in Gainesville, Florida. He skated by himself for eight hours a night. Yeah, but he's
0: also, like, slightly autistic, I think.
1: But, but John yeah. Jones did the same thing. When he was in New York, he taught himself yeah. with YouTube when he lived in, in New York. He lived, you know, like a lot of these guys. And think of most surfers are solitary. Animals. Well, they are, absolutely.
2: You get out there, I mean, that's how... I mean, that's just what, what we had to do. And that's also the, what, what, for me... And I think a lot of my friends, we like surfing by ourselves. There's plenty of times where we like going out with the, with the crew, but there's yeah. other times when we like yeah. just being by ourselves. And even sometimes when we go out with the crew, we, we spread out. It's not like yeah. we're all sitting right next to each other, you know. Fucking holding hands. hands. I prefer dancing <laughs> <Yeah. it's> <laughs> kumbaya. No, like, oh, well, that's what got me you know? more
0: into, like, jiu-jitsu and more into, like, fighting sports is I used to play nothing but team sports. And then you start getting like, fuck, man! I don't want to depend on other people. Like yeah, I don't I'm, need I'm, to have. I'm it. not a
2: team sport guy. But right. Even I mean, yeah, I'm like, just anti-social. As all, as yeah. all
1: you had was a skateboard and right. a and a, and a, and a concrete slab.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. putting yeah. in work, man. Put I mean, in, that's and it. And, and, yeah. and time. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this ice, this thing about isolation, doing things constantly because you have nothing else to do. Yeah. Is is a way because now doing the activity puts you in the trance.
2: Right. Right. Doing, doing the
1: actual activity.
2: Well, that's it. Like, that's where, like for me, you know, and I'll bring it back to jujitsu a little bit is, so I used to have a mini ramp in my garage. Right. So I had, I had, I've skated my whole life, but, um, I had a mini ramp in my garage when I was like 30 something years old. And, uh, I need to kind of catch up. All my friends were like, "You got to, you got to catch up with us." In a in a sense, you know, because just my, my level from not skating all the time was was not where I at least I felt it should be with the with the level of guys that I was skating with. So I built a mini ramp in my garage and just skated mini ramp all the time. So I got used to being up on the lip and being able to do lip tricks and working my slashes. And I I don't have this huge bag of tricks or whatever, but I, I need to get something and I need to get comfortable, more comfortable on a mini ramp and more comfortable in the, in the, in the bowls that we skated. And I I would just put in hours and that uh, allowed me to progress very quickly, you know, even more, more quickly than some, you know, you know, anybody else that didn't have it, of course, but it it definitely allowed that. And I remember as I got into jiu-jitsu thinking that if I just kept putting in hours by myself that I could I could I could start to progress. Problem with jiu-jitsu, you got to have a partner. Yeah. You can't you can only do so much. Like you can only do so many movement drills or this or that. You can only throw your uh, you can only throw your uh, gl- grappling dummy so many times, you know, you can only do so many arm bars on your, on your grappling dummy or whatever, but yeah. you need to have a partner. And that was, that's, um, it's super cool with jujitsu, but it makes jujitsu very tough, too, right, yeah, you know, right. cause it's not like, you know, I experience other karate's and things like that. And you can do your, but katas, if if you, you if can do certain moves. So yeah. yeah, you got, you have that. But again, there's still, there also always comes a point yeah. where if you're not, competing or, or, or participating with somebody you're you're not necessarily going to progress but, yeah. but if you no. and
1: alex were stranded on an island with, with just some geese besides entering into a sexual relationship
2: you guys would get very good at jiu-jitsu if it was just us absolutely yeah. right absolutely and i i mean i i i think that's maybe that's part of why i got yeah. my own gym you know it's just so i could i could train all the time I mean, it is part of it and it was, you you still we still need to like, talk about but it but so honestly could, think
1: know? about think about your progression since this place is opened right yeah. and the, and the year and a half yeah it was open you you were training before right think about how much you've progressed in the last yeah 6, six months, months that, since sure. we've truly been
2: open it's been i think it's been great i, I mean i think you know i uh, i'm very pleased with it and that's you know i think that's what you got, you have to be you got to be you got to be accepting of yourself like i wanted to progress and and i think i have i think i you know for me on that mm-hmm. note, I feel you know mm-hmm. more comfortable. I don't know. Hey, yeah. You're my coach, so as as <laughs> yeah, it's here. kind of but, that's better. Well, that's on like you. when you said when you said you want to compete on uh, whatever day that was. It was like three months ahead of the Miami Open, and you know you think yeah. you're going to be ready. I'm like, well, you, you, if you think I'm ready, then yeah, let's do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely I've been putting in hours, and that's what you said. You know, that's what that's what we all say. That's what anybody's ever said. You yeah. got to put hours on the mat. You got to put the time in. Not, it, it it doesn't come for free. And, and for me, I'm not, I'm an older guy, I'm 39, you know, I'm not this young little phenom that's going to pick something up right away, you know, so I've got to put in time, I've got to put in even more time to a certain degree, yeah. you know, well, you got to put in smart time and smart time, right, exactly, yeah. you know, and, and there's you know i've been lucky knock on wood right now you know been limited with you know no real injuries or anything for a while i mean as i got back into it uh especially under coach sean you know i had some different injuries that i had to deal with from fingers to a cracked rib you know you got weird other weird stuff that something always happens you know something and you know knock on wood i've been lucky with that so i've been able to keep keep on the mat and i mean that's definitely what i would tell anybody you gotta you just gotta keep training fit it in wherever you can and even before the gym, I mean, that's where we just had that conversation recently where I, I told, um, I was telling you about the conversation I have with my wife that I, I am committed to jujitsu right. and almost like tears in my eyes that I'm never going to progress unless I get more time. I have to get more time. Yeah. And if, you know, if, if you want me to be me and who, who I'm supposed to be and, and you know, not just like a threatening, like type of type of talk, but that like, You know, my wife wants me to to be me, be myself and and to be, you know, happy and and all of that, which I do for her. And so we had that type of conversation and and she got it, you know, so then you're able to. That's maybe a conversation for another time of of relationship conversation, but that you need your, your partner to be on board Supported, with yeah. and supportive of you. So after that then it was it was okay, we're starting to pick up the pace now. We're we're hitting right. more days. We're we're getting it in. And that was, you know, before definitely before the, the gym
0: materialized and you know, so was she as supportive when you like turn into a furry?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait till she finds out. Wait yeah. till I tell her tonight. Like I just found
0: out on a couple things that I didn't know. No, I, but you know what, though? Like, it's true. It's like you, you do have to have that supportive, but like, that's the same reason why I picked it up even more. It's like it is individual to a certain extent. Like, that's the one thing that kills me is that when I want to roll or when I want to train, doesn't mean I can get somebody else to do it with me. And you can only get so far with like the, the dummy, you know? Like, and you can't sit there and, and practice arm bars on space. Obviously, you make do with what you got, but you still need to be able to have that that resistance and that feeling of like another body there. Like you have to have that. But I think it's to go back with everything that we're talking about, it it's a it's such a weird mixture of the like ten thousand hours and then um and then uh you know, just going with being able to access your your subconscious and really get into a flow state. But you're not gonna be able to get into a flow state unless you have your body trained well enough into right. that.
2: Absolutely. No, you've got to put in those hours. And that's definitely back to that whole rise of Superman. You know, he he definitely discusses that. Like you're not and, and to anybody out there, like if you think that you can just pick up something, pick up one of these sports like a skating, boarding, or surfing, that you're going to experience flow right away, that's not going to happen. Like no, you've got no. to put you got to put a lot of time in. No, you have to put and in time. So then back you know, back to that, you've got to start putting that time in and the flow really doesn't kick in until it is like a slightly more of a challenge than just your regular reps that you've been putting in. It has to be slightly challenging to you. You know, if you wanna if you want
1: to watch flow, watch John John Florence surf. Yeah, there you go. John watching John John Florence surf is 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 like it's almost like it's too easy for him.
2: Like you know, the kid's been surfing since he was, like, three. Right. Where, like, it's since he certain, But, like, See,
1: that's he's different, out though. there. No, it's not. It's the same. It looks like he's not doing anything, but, like, like it, it looks like it's zero effort for him, yet he's doing such amazing things.
0: Well, he's doing a billion things all at once, but he's tapping into the flow. But I think the big key is that's someone, again, that started off at such an early age. So it doesn't become it's, – it's different to tap into that, that energy, when you're 10 than when you're 30. You know or when even when you're twenty five you have totally different things on mind. When, when we' were fucking fifteen and we're out there skateboarding you're like maybe like you get competitive like even when I played all these sports I'd get competitive but at the end of the day it's just you just want to fucking go out there you want this like you're expressing right. yourself well, well they're two you know, they
2: are I mean they're similar but they yeah. are kind of two
0: different things in what
2: yeah. they're not in the sense of the flow like to the the pureness of yeah. what you're yeah. talking about that is flow at its most purest it's just that that because he was groomed for that you know yeah. regardless like, i mean
1: regardless yeah. of how yeah he got there right
2: right
0: yeah
1: or how long it's taken him since he's been training so long what what regardless of all that is the fact that watching him surf is like it's just a magical you know it's like it, it's like watching it's like honestly that like i would i would compare it to watching jesus walk on water it really is. It's like what he can do and what he's doing. Yeah, I hear you. Is... The is, hell is
0: all that beeping? Someone out there beeping? Yeah,
1: someone was putting on the... Uh,
0: the fuck's going on? Someone's, someone's like fucking some, with the watch? Oh, uh, with the clock. Oh. Uh, and we should probably just wrap this up. With classes all the way around out here in a little bit. Um, That's cool. I'll wait till, like, Lee gets back in here. He can sign off, I guess. But no, for sure, like, I agree with you on that. I, it is something that people need to, like really access different parts of their brains because you get into a spot where you're so focused on the technique on the technique that you misunderstand the process and you're not seeing the bigger picture and i think that part of like the flow kind of gives you it lets you realize the big pic is, is what the
1: flow does is instead of seeing what's in it's like going from what's in front of you to a 360 degree
0: Yeah, view. I for me, I see it as instead of going from point A to point C by point B, it's you're going from point A to point C by wormhole by any means necessary, kind of thing. Like, whichever way it's like, you know, it's like you're not gonna take five steps and you'll get there. You might end up taking five steps to the left, to the right, two forward, two right again, and it just it'll find its way to where you're supposed to be. It's not always going to work. It's the same way with my life. Uh, like, you know, you're not going to get exactly to where you want to go by the way that you want to get there. It's like, life will find its own route that you got to take.
1: All right. Jeff Goldblum. Right. Life just, uh, uh, Jeff finds Goldblum, a way. Jeff Goldblum, uh, Dr. What's-his-name, just joined the podcast. Ian Malcolm.
0: Life uh, finds uh, a way. Finds a way. All right. We got to get going. I know, Lee, you got to take off. Um, yeah, He's got a furry convention. Start. I mean, yeah, I furry convention. Party meeting, whatever dude, it is. Christmas furry It's going to be an interesting conversation with you it tonight. Very, <laughs> very. interesting. Get your suit dry cleaned for the holidays, <laughs> dude. Wait, I'm.
2: I'm bringing in the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> dude, <laughs> gorilla. You can roll with The gorilla, <laughs> and the gorilla, the gee is coming. <laughs>
0: Go ahead and and roll with Sean. He wants to find out what that feels like. Instagram pics coming soon. Yeah, right. All right. So speaking of Instagram, where can the guys? Where can everybody find you guys? Uh, you can
1: find us both at Jitspop on uh, both on Facebook and then uh, at Jitspop on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Then you can find me singly at Gorilla Boy BJJ I'm on both the uh, the gram, as the kids call it, and and the uh, and the Twitter machine. Um, I haven't been active lately. I've been kind of taking a sabbatical from. Uh, Social media. Yeah. It's been great for my soul, good for my mind. It's good. Yeah. gotta take breaks. And, uh, but I, I, my plan is to get back in the beginning of the year and, and, uh, I'll start interacting with all you people again.
2: Yeah. We got more, fun, more stuff coming. We got yeah. a lot, lot of fun stuff coming. For the Hopefully meeting.
0: we'll get you guys to do another podcast before everybody takes off for the holidays. Yeah. Let's do it. And Lee Movement Life. Movement
2: Effects Life, uh, is, uh, my actual Instagram handle. Movement Effects is the, uh, um, program page that I'm building so the MVMT. page itself is up mvmntfx.com is uh, where you can find out more about me
0: gravy who cares uh, about you, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> get them out <by laughs> me by a steak alright guys thank you guys very much for Thanks, jumping in roomies. I know Lee you got other stuff to get going so I'll uh, sign off for now and catch you guys next time well there you have it folks thank you very much for tuning in sorry this episode came out as late as it did but The holiday season was crazy. Thank you to uh, Sean and Lee for being a part of this podcast. Be sure to follow them on Instagram. Check out the Jits Pop podcast. Uh, We only did, I think, one or two episodes um, so far. And uh, Sean said that they are going to be picking it up now that the new year is here. They're going to be firing out some episodes, so here's to to them, and uh, hopefully they get to pop out a bunch of episodes, because the first episode was definitely a lot of fun. As always, please check out my sponsors, Uh, follow them, go buy some stuff, go to Chokaloha.com. get 10% off when you use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio, always be sure to follow them on Instagram, because that's where they post up all their new and upcoming gear, check out Jiu Soap Company. Use the promo code JJ Radio and get 10% off your entire order. Get some soap. Stay clean. Stay sexy. And here's to a new year.